Hello everyone and welcome to the Optimist Movies Podcast where every week we take a film that we feel like isn't being talked about and we talk about it. I am your host, Mace Charlotte, and we're not joined by Luke this week, but we do have Alexis back. Yay! Yeah, hello! How, how have you been since last, since I've last been, episode? I've been good. I'm sa- I was very sad I couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> we it was you, tragic. We have you back though. Luke couldn't be back due to unpodcast reasons, but we, we have you here. And um, we thought it would be fun because, I mean, a few of us have missed, especially because just generally last week we didn't get the chance to upload one. Audio problem went wrong. We were going to do My Neighbor Totoro, but um, it just, a bunch of stuff happened and uh, just couldn't couldn't work out. And um, we decided just, because we had such a backlog and we didn't want to do it without Luke in general, we, we thought we'd just do a little mini episode, even though kind of mini. We, this can run pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> but... We're not going to talk about a specific film this week. We're just going to talk about what we've been watching since last one. So we're going to skip those first two boring segments. <laughs> Definitely not what this podcast is about. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. I love talking about movies in general with you guys and diving deep into them. But mm-hmm. we do have this segment where typically it's at the end, but we, it's a loose segment where we just talk about what we've been watching since the last time we've on. You haven't been on since what episode? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Dang. That was a while ago, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Well, um that was three weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And um so yeah, you have a you have three weeks worth of movies. I have two because we missed last week and um yeah. I I'm I'm ready. How about you? I'm ready. Um all right, well um how about you go first, madame? Alright. So I watched Room. Wow, this was so long ago. It says June twenty eighth. Wow. <laughs> oh. Room. Room. So, so the the Brie Larson movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 What do you think? I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I know you weren't that big of a fan of it when you watched it. At this point, okay, I watched it around when it came out. Yes. And so I was watching it like okay. Keep this was mind, in 2015 yeah, when it came out. Yeah. So and also keep in mind like when someone like me who's like super into movies often like near the end of the year, especially during like Oscar season, which this one came out, we cram so many movies. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I was just like, eh. <laughs> 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 and then she won her Oscar, and everyone was going over it, and you know. So I was just kind of I soured on it a bit. But at this point, I'm really just like I need to rewatch it. I've not, re- I've not watched a lot of Brie Larson uh, movies, but from what I've seen, this it, it was the best performance <laughs> by her. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, even me, not someone who's like a big fan of this, she was fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really love her, and pretty much the, she's the best part of it for me. The kid was also great. Oh, he was amazing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh my gosh. Jacob Tremblay, who's actually been in a lot of stuff after this as mm-hmm. well. Like, probably most recently, the thing I can think of is probably Good Boys. Now, I, I I wasn't a fan of that movie, but it's like this raunchy comedy with tiny kids. Really? I've yeah. not watched it. Like, it, I, I'm not a fan of it, personally, because a lot of it was just like... <laughs> You're also hey, not a fan of The of Room. Of so, room. Well, the know. Room I'm a fan of, but in a, very, not... different, in a very different way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, have, I really have meant to watch this again. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've really meant to watch this. You watch should watch it again. again. Yeah, I, I will. Believe me, I will. One thing that I liked about it uh, was it was it was it was very anxiety ridden, but it was so sensitive. Like it was, ugh, it's so good. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. What do, you, what do you What do you mean by that? Because I'm having a hard time remembering what you're um what you're talking okay, about. No spoilers, so obviously, but like, obviously, but like clearly they're in a room. Oh. 
Okay. There are rooms in this movie? <laughs> okay, so for basic plot synopsis for anyone that's not familiar, it's basically that Brie Larson is a mother of this child, Jacob Tremblay, and they mm-hmm. have been captured vaguely. You don't really know the details. You're not supposed to at first. Yeah. Um, uh, they've been captured and held in this room for most of this kid's childhood. Seven years. Seven, yeah. seven years? Okay. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's about this th- those two and their relationship and how it deals with everything, depending on how the film goes. I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. So, but what do, what do you mean by that? Well, it's hard to not spoil it. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, just the situations that they're put in, like, you ha- you get so much anxiety from it. But, like, then there are these moments where it's the most sensitive and, like, especially with the relationship between uh, Ma and Jack. They, like, it's the cutest thing. Like, they can even get into a fight and five seconds later she is apologizing and like crying she's like i didn't mean to like it's the most pure thing yeah but then it's like those moments can be hidden by how much anxiety you feel throughout the whole movie yeah because i mean they are being captured in this room yes yeah um yeah man (laughs) i really need to see this movie again you do i I feel like (laughs) there are some movies where i saw so long ago and i'm just like Maybe I just didn't give that movie a fair shake. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them. This is actually, like, maybe number one on that list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and also, I remember I remember a lot of um, the eventual cast you see, I'm not going to tell you in what context, being... I, I remember the acting feeling very subtle. Like, a lot of it... There, I mean, there were, like, big showy acting scenes, but mm-hmm. a lot of the... The characters later that of what their purpose in the film you'd expect them to be like big and screamy and loud oh, or like yeah. really strongly opinionated but they're all like just pretty understanding and just trying to, and quiet yeah most of the time yeah which i remember appreciating especially mm-hmm. even back then which is cool i remember my favorite aspect of it being the mother-son relationship but yeah but there was a lot of restraint in that film where you know in a movie like that you can easily do like a oh no the, the captor is torturing them every like every like two days or something and it's mm-hmm. like bloody and awful and it's just like horrible but no they don't do anything like that yeah which was nice yeah i liked that it, mm. it was good you need to, i'm almost being uh, like convinced that it's a good movie without having watched it <laughs> but um yep yeah <laughs> Uh, so how many movies do you have? So counting that one, how many do you have? Counting that one? Hmm. I have 11 feature length and one short film. I have 10. Okay, well, okay, then I'll go two right here, and then we can, um, then we can start switching. Okay. Okay. And I guess I'll, I'll do two, and I'll talk about short film, and then we can just start switching. Okay. Okay, so, um... After the Florida Project episode, go and listen to our Florida Project episode. Florida Project's a great film. <laughs> um, Which I is one of them on my list. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so. Um, I showed Luke uh, a Michael Bay film. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Michael Bay, Alexis? I don't think so. Michael Bay, I, I know you've heard of some of his stuff. He is um, the basically the, the filmmaker solely responsible for the Transformers films. Oh, and okay. And he's done a lot of stuff everywhere. He's famous for his giant explosions, mm-hmm. his incredible excess. But Which, not... surprisingly, I've seen a lot of the Transformer movies. Okay, so you know his style. Like yeah. the, the product placement, the over-sexualized women, the cars, everything. Mm-hmm. This was... He, he also did the Bad Boys, the first two. And um, this is one of his earliest. His first film was Bad Boys, and the second film, the one I was about to talk about, The Rock. 
This is a Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> about... Okay, th- this is my favorite Michael Bay movie. When I say it's my favorite Michael Bay movie, I mean, it's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I-, I hate most of everything I see from him. I, I genuinely have, like... Some of his movies I would call my least favorite films of all time. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Transformers 2 is one of them. Okay. And that, it, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's like, when Transformers 2, I think my heart true my heart was sank throughout most of that, but my mm-hmm. heart truly sank during two scenes, during the dogs having sex, and during John Turturro looking up at the giant, like, constructo bot and uh-huh. seeing the two wrecking balls uh-huh. acting as, like, testicles. Okay, and yeah. going, like, I'm under the creature's scrotum, and I'm like... Michael Bay, fuck off. Yeah. But this, is, but this is way before all that. This is 1996, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's about Ed Harris, and he is a old, he's an old war vet, essentially. He has done Desert Storm. He was in Vietnam. He, was, he is this super decorated officer. And he, d- during this tourist attraction, has held a bunch of people hostage in Alcatraz in San Francisco on the island. And so it's up to Sean Connery, who is... The secret man who is never, who is the only person to have broken out, even though obviously no one knows about that. And mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage was a chemical weapons expert to get in, break into the rock and get them out. And it is this horribly cheesy but awesome 90s action movie. It's, look, <laughs> you know what you're getting into a movie like this. Yeah. It, it's much more of like the 90s style than yeah. a Michael Bay style. You see what, eventually the stuff that you end up hating, but it's not so overblown <laughs> that you hate it. It one And there's one you scene... You can just block it out. Yeah. <laughs> there's one scene with Nicolas Cage after he, like, defused this horrible terrorist bomb, and he's at home sitting naked in a chair playing guitar. <laughs> his, wife, his wife comes home, and he just starts complaining for a second, and he's like, I swear to God, bringing a child in this universe is a form... It's like pure sadism. And oh my she, gosh. And she's just like, I'm pregnant. And he was like, really? <laughs> she's like, yeah. And he's like, wow, that's awesome. And she's like, a second ago. <laughs> you literally said it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> and he said, and he's like, yeah, he said, but a lot's happened in a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's a few like genuinely funny things like that. Yeah. At one point. Sean, at one point, that's like near the end of the film, they're like, it's just those two left. They're they're in the rock, and <laughs> he says like, hey, like I believe Nicolas Cage's last name is Goodspeed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing we're dealing with here. Nice. <laughs> and he's he's Nicolas Cage goes, I'll do my best, and he's like, <laughs> he says something to the effect of losers do their best. <sighs> Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. The point is, this movie's not really, like, quote-unquote, like, good. (laughs) But, oh boy, do I enjoy watching it. But there are some gems in there, you know? Yeah, right. And, and, you know, the action sequences are fun. You're never bored. It's not annoying, which is, like the highest praise for a Michael Bay film in the history of time. <laughs> as long as you can sit through it and be okay. Yeah. And pretty like, good. And Nicolas Cage, there's a few moments where he just goes absolutely crazy. Really? What? How in the name of fucking Zeus's bumhole did you get out of your goddamn cell? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes absolutely insane a few scenes. Oh, that's so good. There's even Beatles and Elton John references in it. But, um, yeah, that was The Rock. And, um, okay... After that, um, 
me and Luke also watched a sequel to a to a film that n- neither me and him really liked mm-hmm. called Shanghai Noon. The sequel is called Shanghai Nights. Now the 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 Shanghai series <laughs> is um basically comprised. It was an early two thousands series comprised of Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. The first one was in the old west, oh. and so you know it's the typical like early two thousands cheesy little action movie. That, yeah, it, it, it's 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 schlock. You don't get much out of it. And the first one was kind of just dumbed down to the point where you couldn't enjoy it. Yeah, this one though was actually surprisingly a lot better. Really, a new director came on. Um, they clearly gave Jackie Chan a lot more freedom in terms of the action sequences. Have you seen Jackie Chan like at his peak? I don't think so. He is like he is my favorite like actor. He in terms of like celebrities that I admire, him and Keanu Reeves are the top two. Ugh, There's a Keanu reason that Reeves. I have a signed Jackie Chan photo up in my room. Mm-hmm. He is such an inspiration to me, and the amount of hard work and ingenuity he puts into this stuff is in incredible like it's insane like i have to show you some of his stuff at some point because he is like you you think of jackie chan you think of his more american stuff that like people like me and you have been exposed to as kids like like ones that there's one that's like a babysitter movie where (laughs) where he like takes care of some kids and stuff like that a lot of a lot of people just know those tiny or shanghai noon shanghai nights people just know his like more sanitized stuff yeah when he was back in china though he was, like, risking his life in every stunt. Oh, wow. Like, and uh, one thing that was popular in a lot of his films is that there was, like, blooper reels mm-hmm. at the end. And so <laughs> and a lot of them, like, especially his earlier stuff, one of the movies that put him on the map was called Police Story. Mm-hmm. And during one stunt where you see him go through a glass pane, you literally see that shot continue and him being brought out of that glass pane in a gurney being brought to the hospital oh, in wow. full cast, bleeding. <laughs> like, Holy like, crap. he risks his life in every film. That's kind of badass. Yeah, he's... <laughs> like, I mean, like... That's... He, he's wow. insane. And he's still alive. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> and he's super agile. He's super, like, dedicated. And, he's, and the thing that I think makes it so, him so special next to it mm-hmm. is that he is such a wholesome and heartfelt and genuine performer his smile is infectious he has so much joy mm-hmm. in everything he does like even the action sequences where everything is at stake you can feel the joyous execution of all of the choreography and everything like that it just feels like pure passion on the wow. screen so i love him and this film shanghai nights <laughs> back to that this one it, it utilized him a lot more it, it mm-hmm. reminded me of those old chinese films he used to make Aww. It has some of those, like, inventive set pieces where, like, Owen Wilson is, like, tied on a rope upside down over some water. And he's fighting a bunch of guys on this, like, lever system that keeps bringing him in and out of the water, constantly making him scream and not and scream and not. Wow. And there's, like, super cool choreography of him flipping over and everything, all the, like, little pegs of it. And it's really cool. Wow. just... The thing, the problem with the first one is that it meandered. It meandered so much, and it was just mm-hmm. ca- kind of boring after a time. But this one, it just joyfully went from gag to gag, thing to thing. It, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's totally fine, but I'll rewatch it because it's the exact kind of 2000 schlock that you like watching. Yeah. It's just a fun, throwaway movie that you can just go, I enjoyed myself, and then you can move along. Yeah. So, yeah. Shanghai Nights. There you go. <laughs> The first one was in the West. This one is actually in around the same era, but um, London. Oh. Because that was apparently like an exotic location. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just to get the short film out of the way, Luke showed me his favorite short film of all time. It's called Rejected. (laughs) 
really weird. It's really? on YouTube for free, so I recommend watching it. It's just about this guy, and well, it's, it's animated, and it it it's basically a bunch of tiny vignettes, and it's it's the opening text tells you that this guy Don Hertzfeld, and he and he's the guy that made this. He made a bunch of like advertisements for this company, and they were all rejected. Mm-hmm. And you just see all of them in a row, and they progressively get. <laughs> I won't spoil it, but it just it goes in it goes a little crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I highly recommend it. It's like a little over nine minutes. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very funny. It's very dark. It's very weird. It's very irreverent. It has a it, it has a beating heart to it as well, though. It's not just jokes. It, yeah, it's really good. So I recommend that as well. But anyway, oh. sorry to be talking for so long. Alexis, throw me a <sighs> film. My next one was the Florida Project. <laughs> y'all did an episode on this one without me because i was not a big fan yeah i mean that's 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 fine and we and did you ever listen to our episode i did yeah okay and so yeah we mentioned like it's okay yes (laughs) to not have the same opinion (laughs) yeah i we wanted to have a conversation about what, what what about it okay okay so the thing is it's not an awful film. It was just not my type of film. Okay. I, so it's more subjective. Yes. All right. I, we mentioned that in the review a lot. Mm. <laughs> Is that, like, it, it, it's unpleasant. Yes. <laughs> it, it makes you... It, it does not make you happy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It's uh, Even in my review, I just sarcastically, at the end of it, during the podcast thing, I was like, a fun movie to make you happy about fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um... I understood, like, where it was going, and it was wanting to, like, shine a light on uh, the people who were obviously are in that situation every single yeah. day of their life. The hidden homeless, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, I didn't... Uh, just, just not for you? No. I just <laughs> didn't vibe with the movie enough. Yeah. Like... Okay, like, because we... I, I, I wanted to mention this with you and, like, kind of dive in a bit, because... Okay. Like, is it more like how it makes you feel or like is it like too unpleasant for you is is that like i wouldn't you're... say that it's yeah not... because i was about to say it can't be that because i you enjoyed mother oh yeah <laughs> i enjoy the storyline like i understand the message i get that i like it i just don't i don't know it's something about the way it was presented and the kids were so ever oh really you didn't like the kids i hated the kids so oh. much okay yeah I mean, I, that's totally fine i can't really stand kids ever <laughs> anyway but for, for some know. reason the kids know. worked for me i don't know like they fit the story so well i just did not like them yeah it's like i i don't know if i mentioned this episode but i feel like the kids in the florida project it's weird because typically i'm exactly with you actually I'm yeah like, kids in movies just just take them out. You don't need them. <laughs> but but um, they fit so perfectly, but... Right. It, they, they're so annoying. They are so annoying, they they just cross a threshold and just become genuine to me. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, that's just how kids act. And, like, and they become, like... They Do just, you spit on other people's cars? No. <laughs> and then make other people clean no, it up for no, you? No, but I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that kind of thing happen, though. That's crazy. Like, yeah, like, the kids in that movie do stuff that I have directly seen people That's do. insane. Like, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> no spoilers, but I haven't seen them, I haven't personally <laughs> seen what ends up happening in the middle of the film. I'm sure you're, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen that. I haven't done that. But you know that has to happen. I mean, yeah. Especially in a situation like that where the parents clearly didn't, like, 
probably didn't mean to be parents in their situation. That's fair. And like, and we're and even in just the specific case in this, we're quite irresponsible parents. Yeah, and and, obviously struggling. Right. So I mean, just it. I, I don't know. I I totally get what you're saying, and it just. <laughs> this is uh, I forget. Um, there there is this term that I heard of, but basically it means on the level movies. Where if you're just not on that level, if you can't mm-hmm. like immediately just get on it, then it's gonna be the worst experience in the world. Yeah. For you. A few movies that I put like that are The Lighthouse. Like it's just okay. Yeah, so, that's fair. It's just so like if you if you don't get on that level, this whole thing, then, then you're gone. You're gonna hate this. Yeah. <laughs> it, and the Florida Project, I would say you have to be like just on its level, and if you're not, then you're you're fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry you had that experience. Well, one thing one thing about the Florida Project for me even is that I didn't really like that movie the first time I saw it until halfway through it. Really? Yeah. Like I mean, Luke showed it to me, and I was like, and of course when like the opening titles come up, and it was like celebrate, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what? I was honestly surprised I got through the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I there have been too many times I've started a movie and I'm like, nope, nope, this isn't for me and i just turned it off i'm surprised i sat through it well yeah i mean i i, I get that because i mean i i'm very much a person it will just ocd the, the hell out of me to not finish a thing but i know exactly how you feel just like yeah and actually we're going to talk about one later in which <laughs> i felt the same way nice <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's i will say willem dafoe was pretty good yeah that was well, Willem Dafoe is this podcast's um, favorite actor. Yes. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe is an absolute god. Yes. It, that it, is very true. If there's one thing I've seen that's just totally universal praise about this movie, is that it looked good. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, and that Willem Dafoe was great. It's <laughs> <laughs> about what I can give it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool, interesting deals about this. We've done a whole episode on it. We've got to talk about it for too long. But, um... Yeah, is there anything else you want to mention about it? Because, like, I, I think that's just super interesting. For the people who have watched it, mm-hmm. I did not like the ending. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should put a time code for spoil- for spoilers. Or, Luke, cut this out. <laughs> but why didn't you like the ending? I, I don't know. I just... I... Ugh. It's, like, it's not anything about the movie. It's just... I don't know. It's just something I, I did not... It was off to me, and I didn't like okay. it. Okay. Uh, here. And I feel like it couldn't have been done better. I don't like the way it was shot. Oh, so you don't like the sudden, like, like fast shutter speed into the handheld and all that? Okay, normally I do, but in the... I don't know. It was pretty jarring. I, th- I think that's intentional, but okay. Yeah. Here's, I just, here's, uh, here's what I'm kind of getting, and tell me if I'm right here. For that ending to work, you ne- it implies and needs a certain amount of emotional investment... That comes throughout Pro- the film, and yep. you just didn't have that, so it didn't work for you in the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's what it, that's what it was. Probably okay. So <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, and you know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone's going to love a, a movie. Like right. there, there's going to be be people who absolutely hate it. People who think it's fine. People who love it. I just I thought it was a fine movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and that's the thing, like. I think it's important in conversations like this, like a movie that I know a lot of people love that I hate, in fact, <laughs> that I absolutely cannot stand is Gone with the Wind. Really? I think that movie is utter garbage. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, I watched it twice. That's a good classic I, movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, it's like 
1939, the same guy directed Wizard of Oz in the same yeah. year. And like, it's You're just, not a fan of Wiz- The Wizard of Oz? Uh, I'm not a fan. I, I'm, I'm fine with that movie. I could not get that title out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> but like, sorry. But I think, I think like, I, I hate it. But like, here's the thing. When discussing unpopular opinions, like why you might hate some something that some people like, I think it's important to realize that like, and even me, someone who hates Gone with the <laughs> I can acknowledge why people like it. Yeah. And I would still call it, in the way that people admire it, I can still say that is a good film. Yeah, for sure. And, and would you say that for The Florida Project? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so everyone out there with your hot takes, <laughs> please don't be so condescending about it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like every year, when every year, Either in Oscar season, blockbuster mm-hmm. season. I remember this happening with Endgame. I remember this happening with Black Panther. I remember this happening with every single DC movie in history of time. I remember this happening with pretty much every Best Picture winner of all time. Once people start to love it, it's like, actually, this movie sucks. <laughs> that is so unbelievably true. <laughs> yeah, and here's why. And, like, it's cool. If you don't like the movie, fine. But don't talk about it. Don't critique it. As if you are the, as if you are the overall opinion that you, yeah. if, as if you are the person that is spitting facts. Because <laughs> <laughs> just remember, liking something is an opinion. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, so, and so is disliking something. Yes, it's all an opinion. <laughs> yeah, and we're all allowed to have one of those. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is why on this podcast we. We always do movies that we all enjoy. Right. It's it's positivity. And and that's why even we're talking about this, we're trying to talk about it in an optimistic way. Yes. Optimist movies. <laughs> this is the idea here. We just wanted to spread positivity amongst it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, good conversational. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? No. No? All right. Well, my next one. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. I actually had, okay, let me, I think, uh, one, yeah, okay, I only had two that were like the feeling I just mentioned. Okay. I have to talk about this. What is I it? I watched the, the now, it was originally theatrically, going to be theatrically, but because of COVID-19, it was thrown on Disney+. Plus. I watched Artemis Fowl. Haha, <laughs> I've been warned about this one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This movie is 96 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just... <laughs> okay. It's look, okay, May. I have, um... For me, when I was watching it... You know, okay. You're watching a movie, right? Right. Clearly, you, you just get the feeling that at some point, someone should have said, maybe this isn't the best idea. Maybe this isn't. <laughs> You mean all those movies that I've shut off halfway through? Yes. (laughs) This movie is Avatar The Last Airbender levels of offensive. Anyone who likes that... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) We just had the comments. If anybody likes that, oh my god. You're allowed to like whatever you want. But... (laughs) But... But, Okay. Like, okay. Kenneth Branagh directed this movie, and I'm going to put giant quotes around that, because Kenneth Branagh... Do you, are you aware of him? No. He is a 
especially in like his directorial like career, he has like built himself up as this like literary purist. Mm-hmm. The man has made a four hour long Hamlet film that is a hundred percent dialogue. Oh, that's accurate. him. That's him. Okay, okay, okay. He directed Artemis Fowl. <laughs> and um granted he's done big big Was it very foul? Um, it was quite foul. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's done a big bunch of stuff before. I like the first Thor movie. He did that movie. Yeah. And he set up the relationship between like Thor and Loki quite well, and he developed those people. I this film doesn't feel like it's directed by him though. It has no stylistic like <laughs> inclination that it was from him. It it doesn't follow the standard conventions of storytelling or storytelling. Yeah. It. Uh, okay. Mm. So Artemis Fowl, right? As a beloved book series. A, it p- takes the first two books and crams them into the first film that, and also makes it 96 minutes. Two whole books? Two whole books. And it changes a lot, fundamentally. I haven't read the books, but uh-huh. I've heard so much. And this is, like, I've heard this echoed from everybody. And and Luke has pers- purposefully not seen this because he really likes the books. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so two books, 96-minute long movie. It's been that's, a development. That's a disaster it's right been there. A development hell for for around twenty years. Oh my gosh! It's gone through over about four directors. Disney bought the rights to create the film before the first book even went out to publish. <laughs> <laughs> like this. You is, think if it had gone through that much, it'd be at least a little bit better, right? You think it? <laughs> but like maybe. Okay, this it's it's not even a story. A story because it's trying to be a fantasy world, right? Mm-hmm. It's about this kid and about how, at least in the, in this story, and how he's being introduced to all this fantastical stuff. <laughs> but this movie is comprised of basically two or three locations: a giant budget fantasy Disney film has about two or three locations, and it's and like you know, it's not a situation in which that can work, like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. A, it's not animated. B, you don't have nearly <laughs> the charm <laughs> to pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's all set in this house, this mansion mm-hmm. that looks totally earthly and fine. <laughs> and the the main character is entirely built up through narration and exposition. You don't know a single thing about him the entire film, other than he's really smart and what? he loves his dad and he wishes dad was around more. That's his entire character. And that's not even a joke. I cannot name you a single other characteristic of this character. That's... Like, <laughs> like literally, he just outsmarts people a few times and then the movie's over. That's weird. Yeah, and also... And this is another one of those choices. I'm like, did anyone just think not to do this? Every single fantastical like element character in this film that isn't played by like an eight-year-old child talks with a Batman voice. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm still con. 96 minutes is not a long time to cram two books. Yeah. Like, I'm just still baffled by but that. But the thing is, is that it, it makes those two... Apparently it's two books, but I wouldn't have done... It, it seems like it crammed three chapters of one book into a movie. That's what it feels like. And also it blatantly rips off other movies. So I don't know what... <laughs> like, this must be so changed from the source material, it's almost unrecognizable. Because Probably. It, it steals, like blatantly steal scenes from men in black it feels very harry potter really now and then yeah and but in it like takes all the charm both of those like franchises had mm-hmm. dilutes it and shoves it into a disney filter and that's it 
There is a scene in which Josh Gad, who plays a dwarf, and it's supposed to be funny because he's a dwarf, but he's big, so he's dwarfus giganticus. Ha. <laughs> That's literally what he says at one point. And wow. There's a point where he literally, in giant CGI glory, takes his mouth, stretches, his, stretches it out over three feet wide, proceeds to eat the ground, and as you see him eating the ground, digging a hole, you can see him shitting up dirt at the camera. <laughs> that's an actual shit show (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you know i it it this level of i I just feel like someone got misguided in every step like just i I feel like there were a bunch of incredibly talented vfx artists that were going god damn it (laughs) this whole time (laughs) and i just i just feel bad because kenneth braun is talented a lot of these actors are talented yeah Everyone I mean, maybe they had really good ideas. They just didn't execute them very well. I don't... And and one thing, and I think maybe because if you look at the original trailer, mm-hmm. I think someone did the math. It was almost like 75% of the shots in that trailer aren't in the movie. Apparently, they probably shot like over three hours worth of movie. Wow. <laughs> so some something gives me the inclination here that they Justice leaked it. They probably cut out so much to make it this fast-paced kids film and everything like that mm. with one location. But it's fine. That's... <laughs> also, this is supposed to be a fantasy action film, right? That's how it paces itself. There's like maybe mm. two or three action scenes in this movie. Really? And the biggest action scene lasts like maybe 90 seconds. That's disappointing. Like, And also it blatantly rips off another shooting style from a much better movie. Kingsman the Secret Service, which if you haven't seen, go and watch it. <laughs> um, it. It just blatantly rips off the style. And in a way that it totally don't understand what made that original one cool. Because that one had this like, this really weird effect where like it felt like frames or it's a shutter speed again. Mm-hmm. And and like there were a bunch of match cuts and everything was super like, like hyper stylized everywhere. But this one took it as in, let's make the camera go everywhere all the time. And I'm not talking about shaky cam. I mean, at one point, literally, like, one character gra- grabs a gun and flips it over to make the guy flip over, and it's a cool move, whatever. It could be a cool bit of choreography. Yeah. But what happens is the camera gets put on the gun, and it flips over full 360 <laughs> and is, like, so disorienting, and then it, like, pulls back to a wide shot. You can't see anything. Then it goes right back to a close-up, and then you finally get the mid-shot to establish geography again after, like, four bits of choreography. Wow. This is blatant misunderstanding of how to shoot action yeah <laughs> like, like stylize the shit out of it but make me understand it yeah yeah it's, yeah it's like you know quentin tarantino has made a career out of stylizing shit up to the ass and making and making it fun yeah just and this is not how you do it <laughs> especially in a pg crammed bastardized adaptation of a beloved book and like it i don't know it 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 hurt to watch. Like it wow. took me. It, it it was ninety. It was ninety six minutes. But I was like, it it made me sad. Like oh. it actually made me sad in my core because I was just like, I don't think anyone that worked on this deserved for it to be this way. Yeah, it's so disappointing too when you think you're gonna go into like a really good movie and it's just yeah does not. I mean, meet. I, I'd heard what was what was bad that it was bad, but like yeah, I had faith in these people and I was like, I'm gonna give it a oh, shot. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope this is great and i i know Lu- lucas told me the books are great even before we even talked about this movie he's just yeah. talked to me about the books in general he he really likes those books he thinks they're really good stories he's he's read all of them mm-hmm. and there's like at least seven i think like there's a lot of those books wow. <laughs> and and also one thing about this movie that 
don't you love is that is that at the very end like the last like this is a 96 minute movie the last like full 10 minutes which is a lot more of this movie than a regular movie is yeah. setting up a sequel and just setting up a sequel and that's it yeah and like it doesn't add to anything it's nothing and also they it, i and this thing where i was talking about the people are like blatantly things were cut out here yeah <laughs> because there are some some characters in it that and I'm not even talking about the main <laughs> the main like two relationship that goes throughout the film. I mean just like side characters that hate each other throughout the film into the end. Literally, they don't have a single conversation from when they hated each other till the end, and they're suddenly friends. What? For no reason. What? I'm not like, and like you know when people say that it's typically an exaggeration. I'm telling you there is not a single conversation between those two characters or interaction at all, and they are buddy buddy by the end. I don't understand. And also, just in, ter- in general terms, I hope the book handles this a lot better. But in general terms of like keeping like your fantasy universe believable, they do a horrible job because wow. this whole like secret world that's like kind of like under the Earth's like crust and everything. It's like a bunch of like fantastical creatures. Some of them like apparently like sometimes they routinely go up to like solve a problem if like one of them got up there or whatever. But they just they fly around yeah. over cities. Oh. And no, just no one's seen. No one's ever seen them. Like <laughs> they are giant. You haven't green looked up flying <laughs> humans. That's yeah. That's kind of it's kind of sketch. And no one is noticing that they literally have shots of people like having a date, and it's like an upward shot of like the the, the fairy thing flying over them, and they just don't look at it. And like, are you deliberately trying to break my disbelief here? Like, that's stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Any positives? Uh, Colin Farrell, wasn't it? He was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, I also... <laughs> I was looking at the trivia for this movie and it said Colin Farrell filmed his cameo for in three days. Here's the thing about that. Colin Farrell does not have a cameo. He has a primary character in the film. He is the main character's father that is a primary emotional setup for that character. And he is in quite a few scenes and even narrates some of the film. What? And he did it in three days. That's... And even and that and that piece of trivia was written beforehand, so before the movie came out, so they announced that as a cameo. That's... So that's how many that's how many <laughs> cuts this probably went through. Yeah. And like this was an absolute disaster. Like, oh. hey, if you enjoy this movie, if it was just a lot of fun, because it, it's not boring. Like, if yeah. you just can watch this and mindlessly look at it or whatever, or even if you do find some enjoyment out of it, please. Let me know. I, I would love to find. <laughs> I would love to enjoy this movie, but like, I don't know. The, nothing worked about it for me. Uh. Not a single thing. And this is the second worst movie I'll be talking about this podcast. That's tragic. Yes. The, the, the one that's the worst you'll know when it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Good. If you don't already know. <laughs> but um, do you know what I'm going to say? I think so. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking you're thinking the right thing, but let's get there naturally. Anyway. <laughs> All right, go, my go, girl. My next one is another one you guys have done a podcast on. Oh, what? um, Cinderella three: A Twist in Time. Oh, <gasps> yeah. I, 
you guys have no idea how upset I am with myself for waiting 13 years to watch this movie. This movie <laughs> came out 13 years ago, and I should have watched it when yeah. I was little. Because, because you, you love those Disney movies. Oh, my movies, gosh. Yeah. I love Disney movies. Yeah. Why didn't I watch this? I have no idea. It was so fun, and it was so freaking comical. It was, ugh, it was great. It was so good. Which is weird, because the second one's kind of mediocre, actually. I know. And it's weird, because I think maybe that's why a lot of people haven't seen it. And we mentioned this in the episode. Have you listened to our episode on it? I don't... I don't think no? so. Okay, but we mentioned it because we, we thought that maybe the reason people haven't seen this is because at this point, people were just kind of decent... Like, they caught on that most of these, like, straight-to-DVD sequels... Yeah. Especially in this era, like, the early 90s, when they started, like, Mulan 2, even Cinderella 2, is... <laughs> it's just, like... Sequels all... are usually never as good. Right, but... So... I'd, I'd say this one is better than the original, though. It was just so fun. <laughs> right, yeah. It was so fun. And the more you watch it, the more you get out of it, too. Oh, like, yeah. There's a genuine genuine heartfeltness to it. It has it so many funny moments, and it has one of the best comedic moments in all of animation ever. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. At one point, this man is just going down some stairs. He's <laughs> like, I will not permit you to take one more step down the stairs. Prince Charming just looks at him and goes, okay. And then he jumps, jumps out of the window. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's so, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Just the cut to him outside of the window is so good. Yeah, it's just like it's the interior shot of inside. All you see is his legs flying out. Oh, it's so good. Because during that scene, naturally you would just think he would go down the railing. At least that's what I thought was going to happen. No, this man just booked it out of the window. (laughs) It was so good. So good. And even when that same character first, like, starts to actually interact with the supernatural stuff, when, like, movie kind of reminds you, that's not normal. (laughs) He's like, I was talking, I was being led by birds, and now I'm talking to singing mice. (laughs) I think you're mixing me up. I think you're mixing me up with another prince. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's so, ugh. But, like, and it brings you back to your childhood because. Cinderella was a big part of a lot of people's childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like for me, someone who what I, I didn't watch that kind of stuff as a kid. Like, I mean, you know, I watched like Terminator and Alien. Yeah, right? like I, I very I, different. I, 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 I skipped. I skipped a lot, but like, there's a certain nature to this that I think you don't need that nostalgia to enjoy. That is it, true. It has a real childish, jovial like like tone to it, like. You can feel like a child just simply watching it even now. Like Oh, it, yeah. It, I imagine it's more for you, obviously, because it's just the personal part of it. Mm-hmm. But like even like if you're not a big fan of that stuff or you didn't have that baggage as a kid, still watch it. it like, oh, this yes. Is, this is easily the most underseen and underrated film we have ever covered on the podcast. That is so true. <laughs> it is so true. We talked about a lot of movies here, but, this, but like no one's seen it. And a lot of people that have think it's meh. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like, give it a sh- like. And I thought Luke was crazy when he told me that was his number one favorite. I, I'm not going to lie. Me too. And then he had me watch it and I was like, damn. <laughs> I see. It's like, crazy. I get it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, there was never, there was not a moment where I didn't have a smile on my face. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And let's just, let's take a moment here. Thank you, Luke. Yes. 
Thank you. Without Luke. him, I guarantee you, probably me or you would have never seen I this movie. I would have. Yeah. Nope. And and now it's one of mine and yours like favorite animated yes. films. So like, thank you, Luke. Yes. Everyone, give Luke some love. <laughs> this man Please deserves do. all of it. He really does. Yeah. He he's great. <laughs> Even uh, just as a man, he's he's awesome. I love that man. Oh, me too. He's great. I miss him. I do too. Luke, you're editing this. We love you. We, we do love you, and we miss you. Please come back home. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, Cinderella 3. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with it? No. No? All right. Well, okay. Oh, oh. Ooh. Here we go. A movie I loved. Okay. I watched a movie called Brawl in Cell Block 99. Mm-hmm. Barely anyone has heard of this movie except your old aficionados like me. I think I hated myself saying that. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Okay, well, okay, so Vince Vaughn is the main character of this movie. He was a popular comedic actor, often paired with the Owen Wilsons and stuff in the 2000s. And um, I imagine you've seen him before, even if you don't... Re- do you do you recognize the name? Yes. You know who... Wh- what have you seen him from? Mm, I could not tell could, you. Okay, yeah, but, but generally, he's recognizable. You know who he is, right? Yeah. He plays... This is a straight drama... He is incredibly dark, silent, really big and threatening in this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is about a man who, after he, after he's fired from his job and is having a, a tough time with his wife, he's decided to become a drug runner. Mm-hmm. And so through that, he becomes very successful. But after a job gone bad, he gets thrown in prison. And in prison, he is told that something awful will happen if he doesn't kill this one guy in prison okay. and it, and it's basically this almost like dante's inferno-esque him descending throughout this prison system to this worst worst place in this worst prison by doing awful things yeah. and it's and the thing about it is is that it's just compelling it's not really about anything it's 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 a pulp movie. Yeah. And it it blatantly it doesn't lie to you. It doesn't try to be pretentious or anything. It just takes you in this character's journey. And this is another movie where I'd say if you're just not on its level then don't. Yeah. <laughs> because it it relishes in almost like white noise. It lets you just kind of breathe with him. It really puts you in his mindset by just occasionally there are shots where you're just watching him stand. Oh wow. <laughs> just just be and there's a lot of that but it, it never feels wasted. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really smart filmmaking here. And I just love a filmmaker that doesn't try to be pretentious about it. Another director that I feel like is in the exact same way, except this this the guy that I'm talking about here, S. Craig Zoller, he does it in a little bit more of a slow, methodical way. But another director I compare to him in terms of like just in how he handles his stories is Lee Winnell, mm-hmm. who did Upgrade and yeah. The Invisible Man. Oh, and, Upgrade was great. Yes, and he wrote the first Saw film and like... Obvi- like their their stories deal with stuff, but they don't try to say anything about it. It's just a real story that you can latch onto. Mm-hmm. And it, I latched onto the story. I latched onto this character. The ending is insane. <laughs> the brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine that's building up to does not go how you think it will. Really? It's also not the typical thing, especially with how it builds it up throughout the film. It doesn't. The brawl itself isn't even what you think it will be. <laughs> it's very, very well done. I, I'd recommend it... Uh, okay, doesthedogdie.com for this one. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is disturbing 
it is triggering very hard in a few areas. Mm-hmm. So, but just <laughs> know yourself if you want, <laughs> if you want to watch this. This is the same guy that did Bone Tomahawk. If you've heard of that, it's a really, really, really disturbing western. <laughs> It's a drama, but then occasionally you just go, "Oh my God, Jesus!" <laughs> and this this movie's almost the same way, where you're just wow. kind of watching it, and then occasionally like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and um, yeah. Um, so I yeah. might have to check that out. Yeah, uh, I, I I think you'd like it, honestly. I, if if you're um if you're willing to go on the pace it's going, I think you'd love it. And that's the thing. If you're if you're on its level, you will adore it. If you, yeah, if you can't, then you will fucking hate it. <laughs> you will think it's awful. <laughs> yeah, throw me out one, girl. I love you. Oh my gosh, my next one. I loved this movie. Oh great. Oh, ooh, I ooh, loved so- this movie. It's super dark times. So, okay. I have meant to see this one for forever. Uh, all I know is so that good. it's about a group of friends and some kind of tragedy happens. That is all you need to know. It's pretty short, right? Um, it's like an hour 38, I think. Yeah, around so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, oh my god, if I guess that right, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, dang, hour 42! Uh, I was four was minutes close. off! So close. <laughs> a movie I've never seen, I know. I, I, I'm sad. <laughs> but, um... Continue, yes. A lot of movies... For me, I go into them blindly because, you know. The best way to go into most movies. Yeah. Say, yeah. Uh, that's just a thing that I love to do. I know a lot of people have to watch every single trailer and thing that has come out on the movie and read every freaking description and review <laughs> and whatever. But that is not me. I like yeah. knowing close to nothing yeah. about a movie. So all you need to know is there's a group of friends and something tragic happens. And you will never... You will never catch yourself being like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. You will not catch... You, you are surprised constantly. And it's... You're always on your toes and it's so good. So it's is this so like, good. Is this like a drama? Is it a thriller? Like It's a, it's a thriller, okay. I would say. It's... A lot of people have said... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel some tea coming. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's uh, the peak of indie horror films. Which is it a horror film? I would say honestly, I would say it's more horror than thriller. Oh, yeah. Which is okay. Not uh, what you would, assu- it's even, not what you would expect. I'm assuming it's not like typical. Like there's a monster or there's a ghost or anything like that. Mm-mm. It is it more horror and like just tone and feel. Okay, well, okay, just don't spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to it just going as open minded as possible. And so that anyone, is how anyone should go into it. If, if you're like me, try. Th- <laughs> you're, you're you're making me really excited to see this. And I like, uh, I think. Hold on, let's see. I'm going on Letterboxd right now because I don't think a lot of people enjoyed this film. Oh really? I think the right maybe maybe I'm just going insane. On Letterboxd, the uh, rating is three point four. Yeah, and I'm I'm going. Oh yeah, okay. The, out of the people I follow, um, five people have seen it. You have the highest rating of a four and a half. Yes. The other highest is a four. Um, one person just logged it. They've seen it. And the two big critics on here, one of them gave it a three out of five. And the other one gave it a one and a half out mm-hmm. of five. See, a lot of people just don't like it. But I loved it. I ugh. Monumentally I trite, it. all crib stylistic tics and self-conscious bleakness is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But, well, I mean, yeah, I, I I trust you more than I do this guy. So. Well, it's definitely, 
It depends on the style of films you like. Okay. In which I think you'd enjoy it. Okay, you think I would? I think you would. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot, personally. I, I'd like to think I'm, I can enjoy pretty much anything if yeah. I'm in the right mind. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen this one a lot on Netflix, and just the this the description of a bunch of a bunch of kids and tragedy, and, like, it being... I loved it, how vague it was. It, made, it yeah. was good. Yeah, and just, like, how, like, and just how genuinely, like, dark it feels, and how every time that I do see, like, a review of it or someone talking about it, they're always just kind of, like... Yeah, just watch it. <laughs> yeah, because you you literally cannot say one thing about it. Yeah, you can't. It's I always that that always intrigues me so much when there's a movie that like regardless if you like it or not, people just seem to want to pres- preserve that experience. Yeah. Another movie that I've seen that's like that. I know you're not a fan of this movie. I know Luke isn't either. But um, Cabin in the Woods. People mm-hmm. just seem to really want to preserve what that movie is. That's true. Yeah. There's just like there's movies that you cannot say anything about or else you're going to spoil them right and it it would be tragic if i did that for you guys (laughs) (laughs) so watch super dark times is what yes all right if you don't like it please don't come for me (laughs) (laughs) i just really enjoyed it yeah if you if if alexis likes a movie and you and your instant reaction is you suck for liking a thing (laughs) then um Stop listening to our podcast permanently, please. <laughs> I might cry. Um, yeah, also, that's toxic, and I hate that. <laughs> right. Um, anything else you want to mention about Super Dark Times? I know you're trying to be vague, but just if, if there's anything else you'd like to mention. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, now, you so came good. to my house during the last 20 minutes of this movie yes. as it was being watched, so you didn't log it. But you've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love every single little tiny bit of everything of this movie it's so good it's beautiful it's like okay (laughs) like oh if i feel like it's a it's a popular opinion now to separate art and blockbusters yeah i feel like if you watch a movie like that regardless if you think the art works for you or not you cannot tell me (laughs) (laughs) like superhero films aren't cinema or that they're theme park rides or something like that because some of my favorite directors of all time have come out and said yeah like superhero films aren't cinema they're they're the they're the movie equivalent of theme park rides and i'm like i feel like that's just blatant misunderstanding yeah and for me and i still love that martin scorsese said that Mm -hmm. and he's done taxi driver goodfellas the departed wolf of wall street formative films for me films that have permanently changed how i view film Mm -hmm. but visionaries can be wrong too and i feel like (laughs) i feel like blatantly wrong (laughs) i mean i think when you're when you're going to the point where you're flat out just discarding yeah 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 yeah. that's fair because he legitimately said that they're not cinema yeah that's like saying so that's that's past being an opinion right that's like saying that like a lot of a lot of like cool kids today say all pop music is bad and then i'm like what did you listen to one song and not that opinion (laughs) or did you hear that from your parents (laughs) it's like what you're doing is you're generalizing based on the experience that you had and totally discounting all the artistic integrity and passion that went into that thing. Yes. And if you're arguing that clearly, this speaking into the Spider-Verse, someone who clearly cares about this character, what he means to people, the emotional weight that he has, 
and just generally the you, the animation style and the incredible innovation, the new way they wrote humor, the just the the character writing general, the way they introduced all of these things and made it so yeah. fluent. Their their even their camera work is innovative in this film. Yeah, their literal it's so good. bare bones filmmaking is undeniably fantastic. Oh, for sure. And like, if you want to. <laughs> I, I don't understand why people feel the need to segregate and take out <laughs> and take out films. Maybe it's because they don't want they don't like them and they want to make and they want to feel like that they are the high ground or that their opinion or that their opinion is the right one. I guess yeah. I don't know. It's there, there's something wrong there to me and like there are plenty of genres i'll acknowledge that i'm not a fan of i don't really like musicals that much i love some musicals yeah. i hate some musicals it's kind of <laughs> like me with horror films yeah it's like just, just kind of not really your thing you enjoy some yeah but there's not your thing i just wish i could be scared <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i mean just guys okay anyway spider-man and spider <laughs> i I, I, I love every single decision made here. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who made the Lego movie, yeah. um, they, they produced this even though they, they had their hands in this very clearly, their styles all over this. And the directors clearly also did fantastic work here. The voice cast is fantastic. The score is amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. Just, I can't say enough great <laughs> things about this movie. It, it's a miracle because like, you know, especially with like superhero animated stuff, they're all average, <laughs> typically. Yeah, which... <laughs> I wasn't I I wasn't gonna watch this movie because I didn't think it was gonna be like my style yeah. and I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it but I was forced to watch it by a friend and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was very surprised. It's a film that in a lot of ways had no right to even be pretty good, but ended up becoming an animated film classic. Oh yeah, for well, sure. I genuinely believe that this one it will it will Spider Man into the Spider Verse will go down in animated film history. I genuinely feel. And like it definitely should. Yeah, and the guys who made it, they're they're working on the sequel right now, and they tweeted out quite recently how um they're looking at some of the new concept art and images from the new one, and it's going to make the first one look quaint, is what they said. Wow. Is that the art style is going to blow everyone away? Of course, they're probably hyping it up, but but also <laughs> when it's these guys who have literally never missed Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they did. The first Lego movie, they did both Jump Street movies, which are both hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they're, they're great. They're fantastic. They've done more, obviously, but just ones that people know. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they're great. Wow. <laughs> Everyone should support them. And just in terms of, like, duo filmmakers, they're some of the best. And yeah. They're, they're, they're great. Everyone, if you haven't seen any of the Spider-Verse, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Get to it. You, don't, you really don't need to have seen much Spider-Man stuff. Honestly, you really don't. Because, like, and that's the thing. You can have seen it, and you get a lot of those inside jokes. But I, but the person I first watched this with had seen zero Spider-Man movies other than the MCU ones. Mm -hmm. And she adored this. And, like, a lot of the jokes in this movie that are inside jokes, few of them to to none are the MCU ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's all like in jokes on Spider Man and all that and like the old Raimi films and stuff like that. Like when you see him like holding the train and yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. that and the the dance sequence. <laughs> it's like we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's so good. But um 
honestly a perfect a perfect movie for me. Mm-hmm. And and probably in modern animated film history, it has my favorite shot in all of modern animated film history with Miles falling but rising in the frame. Oh, and that, and that, that was, soundtrack. That was really good. And oh. that soundtrack going, what's up, danger? It's like, <laughs> I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> it's, oh, it's great. Anyway, Alexis. Ooh, my turn. Okay, okay. I'm going to make you guess. How long do you think we've been recording? Has it been an hour? Yeah, it's it's over an hour. It's, we just hit hour five. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... What else you got, girl? Mm, I got Shimmer Lake. Okay, I've seen this like past on Netflix a, a few times. What, what what is this? So I've heard nothing, but yeah, you can skip it. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't even like it. Was okay. So it was. It was just not that good. <laughs> You have a lot to say, I see. <laughs> so, uh, so it it was a mediocre movie, and it was it was uh, I don't know. It, okay, so do you know what it's about? I, I have no idea. I I've seen like the the photo when I cra- cross it by Netflix, and it was just a fire and some trees. I literally know nothing about this movie other than it's called Shimmer Lake, and it has a fire and some trees, and it looks and it yep. looks blue. <laughs> We're gonna. That's all I know about this movie. You looking at what's about? Yep. Cool. Okay. So the description on Gurgle says, following a small town sheriff tracking three bank robbery suspects, one of whom happens to be his brother. Okay. That, 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 that can be interesting. It can be. But everything, I don't know. It was just, it felt all... It felt rushed, kind of. Okay. Like, they, Which, just had, they just had a concept and then rode the concept and didn't yeah, bother do anything with this kind of thing? this movie's only 83 minutes long. Oh. Yeah, that, that sounds like a thing that would be mainly, like, dialogue and occasional, like, bursts of violence. Yeah. So, like, that, that should last, like, around two hours, I think. You would think. Yeah. But it was only 83 minutes long, and... At least some... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Some... Some scenes were just like uh that wasn't necessary wow and it was (laughs) still only 83 minutes long awesome (laughs) it was a fine it was fine mediocre i gave it three stars Hmm. okay i would not watch it again all right so do you regret watching it i mean no okay it entertained me at did some, it entertain you or did it, it hold your attention? It, <laughs> it held my attention. <laughs> he was like, the way you're talking about it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't take this as someone who was entertained. There, okay, there are some <laughs> moments that you're like, okay, that this movie has potential. If it keeps going this way, then this could be a good film. And then there are a bunch of throwaway shots. And it's just like, ugh. So is it just like, is it just like formulaic or is it like... Or is it just, like, flat-out just boring? <laughs> like, um... I feel like it's just flat-out boring. It's just... Okay. Like, uh, you can watch it to pass time, is it, but it was just boring. Is it one of those, like, wow, you had something so cool, but then you did nothing? Yep. <laughs> we had this one idea, and then we stretched it to 83 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. <laughs> Great. But um, anything else you wanted to mention about that movie? No. I don't have much to say. <laughs> okay, cool. 
I did um, not like that movie. <laughs> um, I watched and you halfway watched, so I guess you won't. <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I don't even say halfway. Okay, you like I, a fourth watched. Yeah, probably. Um, but, um, yeah, Studio Ghibli film. We're, we, this is in our pool. We'll get around to making an episode on this at one point. And I will actually and, be a part of it, I promise. Yeah, it, it wasn't your fault. It was <laughs> You were already incredibly tired and it was super late and everything yes. was just not... It was not in a situation where it was best for you to, to be doing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I adore this film. It's 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 fantastic in every way. It's it's a perfect kids' film. The little thingies are cute. Yeah. That the, were running around. The know? little thingies are pretty cute. Last thing I remember was seeing a white thing and a blue thing running around. Mm-hmm. Those were cute. Yep. I don't know what they are, <laughs> but they're uh, cute. <laughs> this is... I mean, honestly, I think this is more of, like, a Luke movie to, to fanboy over. That is, So, yeah. I mean, I, I'll say I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's perfect. Um, I'm excited to hear Luke talk about it next week, probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, how about you throw out one? Hmm. What is my next? Okay. One? How many more do you have? Two. I have one, Probably two, three, four, five. Five. I think. Yeah, five. I think so. Let's okay. See. Let me get back here. One. Yes, five. Oh, my next one was Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Um. That's a. It's that's, one of the the more uh, piffy modern blockbusters. It was funny. Like, yeah. That's Dirty. it. That's it. <laughs> it was funny. Okay, but how are you going to put Jack Black, The Rock, and Kevin Hart, and... Uh, what's Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Yeah, I love How that. are you going to put them together and not make it funny? Yeah. They're, they're all... all also Nick now. Jonas, but... <laughs> you know, I'm talking about that. Yeah, Camp Rock's own. Um, <laughs> I love Nick Jonas. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I really like him, too, honestly. I think he's great. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was a funny movie. Uh, nothing really special about it. Have you seen the original Jumanji? Nope. Nope. Um, you don't really need to. Um, there's one scene in it that references it, but only one. Um, they, they stumble across a treehouse at one point, and that was a character from the first film's treehouse. Oh, really? Yes. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I remember watching this and being, because I, I, this is, I think, a movie that recently has gotten a good reputation because everyone thought it was going to be crap, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't utter crap, so a lot of people have loved it. I think it's very enjoyable. I could... It's, it's, I'd liken it to Shanghai Nights. It is schlock that you can throw on, feel good while watching it, and... Have a good laugh. Yeah, and then just move on. <laughs> it, and, you know, I, I like the Jumanji like, property. It's fine. And I like yeah. the first one more, but it's a very different film. Mm-hmm. And um, the second one, the next level with all four of them in it. Oh, man, you said how can they, not, how can they make it not funny? They repeat every single joke again. Really? That's how they do it. <laughs> occasionally, uh, occasionally you'll get like a new character or a new thing, but there's a lot of oh hey, it's that thing from from the from the other one. <laughs> Remember when that happened last time? Yeah, and I mean there's a few elements there, and it differentiates differentiates itself in a fashion. But I I rarely ever go. This is the last movie, and in fact I'm often an apologist of movies that a lot of people do call that. Yeah. So that should tell you how blatant <laughs> that Jumanji the Next Level did that. But um Wow. Yeah, I 
even with that one though i i that one held my attention <laughs> yeah but, i mean but welcome to the jungle i thought it, it was a very fun movie it was fun but, yeah the, I, I saw it in the theater and i was like wow that was, that was good and, and and i had a, I had a nice time <laughs> and you know i it's almost sad to me and it's weird because you remember how when action stars they needed like that defining role right yeah like arnold schwarzenegger had the terminator Stallone had Rocky. He had Rambo. It's like, and like even freaking like the '90s, you had like freaking like Jean Claude Van Damme. He had like Bloodsport yeah. or something like. But like, what is The Rock's defining role? What is his iconic role? <laughs> right. <laughs> he he doesn't really have one, and like he, I like him. Don't you remember Moana? But <laughs> live action role. <laughs> Honestly, if there's one that's closest, it's probably that one. Yeah. In live action, it's probably Jumanji. But, probably. But The game plan. <sighs> I've seen that movie. Have you really? Yes, I have. I fan. used to watch that all the time. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I like when that first came out, I loved that movie. Uh, yeah, I, I was also... What year did that come out? 07? Yeah, it was around like... Yeah, it was around that time, yeah. 2009, I want to say. We're looking this up, boys. Thank you for editing out of the silence. <laughs> oh, seven. I fucking win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never won one of those before. <laughs> but, uh. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Yes, in 07, that came out, and uh, I actually watched it not too long ago. Oh, really? Like, probably this year. Oh, wow, yeah. Just for funsies. Did did it hold up for you? Yeah, for no reason, absolutely no reason at all, but, you know. (laughs) That's another one where I'm just like, not my thing. (laughs) That that whole... Uh, like that kind of I like Disney it. sports movies I'm really into. I don't know. There's, there's one of them I like actually a lot. The connection but. that they make and like the bond that they have. <sighs> it's so pure. It's oh. I mean, yeah, it's oh, cute. It's so cute. It is cute, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Aww, so cute. I remember liking those two a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the dog. Spike. I don't recall the dog. I haven't seen it in years, okay? Give me a break. <laughs> Probably been over five years since I've seen that movie. He's so cute. But, um... <laughs> Anything else you want to mention about Jumanji? Welcome to the show. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. If you're looking for a laugh, go watch it. <laughs> okay, speaking of fun movies, I watched Downfall, following the final days of Hitler during the Third Reich. <laughs> fun no it's not fun this okay. is a really this is a german film so throughout the film they are speaking german and it's following hitler and his bunkers in berlin as as it's being assaulted by yes. the russians and um boy is this movie whew, <laughs> it's sad it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. it's incredibly harrowing the guy who plays hitler bruno ganz is incredible he he play like because you know especially when you're trying to portray hitler as the awful person that he is oftentimes it can work if you do it the easy way which is the sniveling just 
piece of shit little rat. But that's not all he had to him. Clearly, he was a just a very powerful leader. I mean, he, he had a lot of aspects to him that made him the um, the leader of that country. Yeah. And he captures all of that perfectly, and it shows how all of it came together to make him the most one of the most evil human beings in human history. Mm-hmm. What and how they present everything. If you know how. This, I'm not going to bother with spoilers. This is a true story. (laughs) Because, like, obviously Hitler committed suicide. Yeah. And how they handle that kind of thing, very tasteful, very, very, like, just... It's it's a movie that you'd expect to be like, hey, look at how bad you should feel. Yeah. Look at how important this is. It, It doesn't really feel like that ever. It feels like they're just trying to portray this in the most honest way possible. There's a lot of child death in this movie. Oh. There's a lot of there's a lot of death. <laughs> and, <laughs> As um, you can imagine. Yeah, and and just in terms of like, because you never really hear the story. You always hear about the Allies coming in and taking it, but yeah. you never hear it from Hitler's point of view. Mm-hmm. And often it's really interesting because you see him like ordering around armies that don't exist <laughs> he becomes like borderline like just like he'll just delusional he's yeah he, he's just grasping onto this power that he doesn't have anymore everyone around him is giving him this yeah but he doesn't have it anymore like he's lost and he's not giving it up and mm-hmm. it's this and it, it's just this sad man in his sad little world and then it's over. <laughs> and oh. yeah, I, I and it's told in, from the perspective of his last secretary, mm-hmm. who at the time of this film was still alive, 2004. And it's it. I'd recommend everybody watch this. Really? If you can handle it, know yeah. yourself. <laughs> Do it, go on doesthedogdie.com. But um, I I think it's on Amazon Prime. Um, totally go watch it. Everybody yeah. should go and see this. But um, yeah. Throw out one girl. My next one is a rewatch. Okay. Um, your favorite, one of your favorite movies, Knives Out. <gasps> you rewatched this? Yeah. Ah, I love this movie. It's so good. Uh, That's great. Why'd you rewatch it? I okay. I rewatched it to show it to. Rewatched it to show it to my sister, mm-hmm. and she actually enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a hard movie she, not to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. She she actually really enjoyed it, and I. I really enjoyed this movie. I love this movie. And I know you really, really enjoy this movie. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. It's a movie that you can watch over and over and over. And then you find new things about it, too. And it's so good. I've seen it so many times. And I I feel like it's it's perfect. (laughs) It's it's beautiful. If they did anything else different, it just, it wouldn't be the same. It's perfect the way it is. It's clearly just Ryan Johnson. He had a vision. Everyone else was on the same page, and oh, they just yeah. did it. They did it, and they <laughs> freaking oh, and okay. they went off like this was it was great. You know, I, I want to. Can I rant for a second? I, I probably ranted about this, maybe even on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this movie was only nominated for one Oscar. Yeah, that's kind of horseshit. Yeah, and look, last year. It was stacked. Last year had so many fantastic films. There was so much great films. Yeah. But. <laughs> However. The only nomination given this is writing. Granted, the writing in this film is undeniably fantastic. 
It, it, it really is the star. That um, is very true. No lead actress nomination for Anna de Armas. Who oh, has which is insane. Quite a few just single shots in this movie where she blows me away. Um, I'll just say there's one shot in this where after, where after, um, hmm, after a significant character dies and it's just a close up on her face. Mm-hmm. And it's just her like dealing with that and what's happening. That was phenomenal. Yeah. It was so good. Even <sighs> even like her in the comedic moments, she is perfect. Yeah. And also, I know this is like a comedic character, but for some reason, comedic performances just aren't as valuable as dramatic performances. But Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc wasn't nominated. Which is crazy. <laughs> that was so good. It's like, I love him as James Bond, but I would see 50 million more movies of him as Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His southern accent is so awesome. And it's the thing <laughs> so is like, good. it's like, especially with southern accents and southern characters that are really southern, you have a really hard job to do because you can make that character annoying in a split second. And this is from someone from the South. So, yep. <laughs> so like, and he is charming. He's wonderful. He has a good heart. Mm-hmm. He... He, and there's one incredibly touching scene near the end. He he sells every moment he needs to beautifully. Even he has he has like every funny moment mm-hmm. in the movie. Well, not every funny moment, obviously, but a lot of the best ones are from him. The donut, obviously. <laughs> um, yes. Him singing in the car before finding. <laughs> oh, <it's> so good. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> There's not a single detail I don't love. And and you know what? I, like, especially just talking about in Spider-Verse as well, I love, I love movies that invigorate my love mm-hmm. for movies. And that's one of them. And, oh, it's so great. I feel like so good. if someone says they're not a movie person, I, that's why I always go, you haven't seen the right movie. <laughs> yeah. You just haven't seen it. It's like, it's like, I'm fine if you're not partial to a certain genre or whatever, but... It's like if if you're not a movie person, you just haven't seen the right ones. So, uh, what what's her name? Uh, Tony. Tony Collette. Yeah. Tony Collette. Yeah. Uh, I love her as the like fashionista Instagram yes. thing. Yeah. Like in general, I love her as an actress. She's she does every every role so well. Like, mm-hmm. in Hereditary, phenomenal. Wasn't nominated for that. That movie was nominated for zero Oscars. Which is insane mm-hmm. insane but seeing a completely like going from watching hereditary and her in that and then watching her in knives out yeah. it's so drastically different but she pulls it off so, so well, well. Yeah. she is phenomenal she's so good i love that scene when she's recalling how close she is to the entire family and she's like yeah they just really free me and she's trying to like grab jamie lee curtis and bring her up to her <laughs> yes. she's clearly just like fuck off she's like <laughs> get away from me uh i i love uh, speaking of, she's great in it as well mm-hmm. as the, that as, is true as she is really daughter. good i love christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. who is um who is the um the famous who don't someone chris died. evans uh, chris oh. evans is great and the everyone's great don johnson is great in this you eat shit <laughs> you eat shit eat shit oh that's very mature no, you eat you shit? shit you eat, you eat shit? shit you definitely eat shit <laughs> 
laughed so, so hard in the theater in that moment. Oh I had people God. looking at me. And I saw it at a premiere. Right? Okay, I saw honestly. I a week before it came out. I'm not flexing, but I'm flexing. <laughs> I wish I could have been there for that. That would have been amazing. A crowd with that movie and everyone laughing and all of that. And also, I have firmly declared that is the best Thanksgiving movie of all time. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean... If you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it in in a lot of ways, you could think it's the worst because it's about a family, like, you know, being really dysfunctional and coming away from each other. But if you think about it as well, it's being it's, thankful for what yeah. you have and the people yeah. that end up coming out in the end are the people that are the most thankful and realizing that they have everything that they need and they deserve what they have and everything like it's it's the perfect thanksgiving movie also it's very homey yeah it's very warm in terms of the color palette even there's a lot of browns there's a lot of yellows Mm -hmm. oh i love of course daniel craig (laughs) (laughs) i love the last uh scene with the pan of her uh on the balcony with the mug yes ah, that is that is so great and it's the so final good. shot of her standing and, and like you see like the dynamics of like her above all of yes. them and all that i'm gonna say a controversial opinion that i say every time we talk about a ryan johnson movie he's never made a bad movie sue me star wars last jedi haters <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Star Wars movie titled The Empire Strikes Back, but I don't care what you say. I love it. <laughs> You're allowed to not like it. There are plenty of reasons for not liking it. Whatever. <laughs> There's more people that hate it than love it. I love it. I'm curious what you'll end up thinking about it. But I'm excited. I mean, yeah. I mean, if anything, <laughs> if anything that's going to make you excited for that one, it's just the guy that did Knives Out did that one. <laughs> it's not the same kind of movie at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's a Star Wars movie, but, yeah. you know, it, I'm excited for you to see it. <laughs> I'm excited to see it, actually. Um, yeah, it's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you watched that. That makes me so happy. That It warms my heart in every way. My next one is also a rewatch. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, do you mind if I talk about my next one? Yeah, go. This one's a rewatch, too. <laughs> nice. Me and Luke watched this together. We watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I still have not seen any of those movies. Yep. And um, so, for a little tease, I just wanted to mention something. Me and me and you and Luke have thought of an idea for a new series. We're we're gonna experiment it with it a little bit because you haven't seen a lot of classic stuff. A lot. Yeah, and so we th- we had the idea. What if we had this thing called Alexis's classic catch up, and one of them on there is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first Indiana Jones film. And so we we thought that we would do that, and it would be a little different than the usual thing, and it wouldn't interrupt the usual thing, but just a little teaser. That is probably going to be something that's coming down the pipeline relatively soon, whenever we can get around to doing that, but, yeah. Anyway, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Now, this is a very, very interesting movie to talk about for a few reasons. Because, you know, Indiana Jones is often paired as a family franchise, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a family adventure. This movie is fucked up. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I love this movie. It's a five out of five for me. But um, this movie is the whole reason the PG-13 rating started. Because people got so mad at Steven Spielberg in this movie for the PG for it being a PG movie and how much violence and darkness is in it. This is a PG movie. There is blatant gore, torture, child slavery. Why wasn't it anything other than that? I'm sorry? Like, why wasn't it art, like... At that time, was R still a thing? Well, R was a thing, but it just wasn't quite to that level where it was an R, and there was just PG and R. So it was like, they they felt like they needed an in-between rating, so that's what ended up happening. Okay. And that that backlash to Temple of Doom 
has permanently jaded Steven Spielberg. And Steven Spielberg famously made these. And after this movie, there's a very noticeable difference in how he handles his violence. Mm-hmm. It's a much more serious affair. Even in The Last Crusade, it's easily the least violent Indiana Jones film. And just, obviously it has action, but like, he had an edge to him. Yeah. In Jaws, a PG movie, a dismembered leg falls to the bottom. You see a guy's like corpse come into like, into frame with an eye socket out. In oh, Grand wow. of the Lost Dark, it... I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it gets really gory in one scene. <laughs> and it's scary. Like, and he had this this sense to him that was really like, I'm just going to not give a fuck. And, like, it's okay for kids to be scared. Yeah. Like, kids should be allowed to not be babied through every single experience. And I'm not saying show, like, a two-year-old this. I was showed this <laughs> probably two year around. But, um, like, it depends on the kid, obviously. But, like... yeah. This movie is messed up, and it's disturbing at points, like genuinely disturbing. There's one scene I didn't mention to you that (laughs) messed me up as a kid. Really? And this is from a kid that was watching Predator 2 and Aliens and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a scene in this movie that messed me up. Wow. (laughs) And granted, the stuff in those other ones it did too, but like, you know, if anyone has seen this, they know the exact scene I'm talking about. And it just, like, and like... All the things I'm mentioning, they don't really sugarcoat it either. Like, you blatantly see people whipping children in this movie. Nice. <laughs> we love to see that. And this is still in the family section on Netflix. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I'm just saying, like, it's a really interesting movie, but overall, it's probably the fastest pace in the Anna Jones movie. Yeah. Harrison Ford is, of course, iconic in mm-hmm. this role. He's he's great in it. The action is so well helmed. It's it's the perfect adventure series. All three of them. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to include you because we're going to do something a series on it. But if you haven't seen the Indiana Jones films, guys, come on now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, my rewatch. Girl, take it away. My other rewatch was Ready or Not. Ready or Not. And I love this movie so much. I saw this in an empty theater and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. Dude, it was awesome. Like, there was not a single soul in this building. And it it wasn't even, like, a matinee. It wasn't super late. Like, I watched this at, like, 7 p.m. And there was not a single soul. It was a relatively popular theater, too. Like, Like, I don't, like, nobody saw this movie. Really? Yeah. People that did see it are recommending it up the ass. Oh, because it's amazing. Yeah. However... I showed this to my sister because, you know, we wanted to watch some movies together. Yeah. So I thought I'd show her some two good films. Yeah. She told me she would have given it a zero. What? <laughs> are you are you you're joking? No, I'm being dead ass. What why? She <sighs> What's wrong with it? What did she why? Okay, okay. To be fair, my sister has anxiety. Okay. And so stuff like this will like trigger that like she has severe anxiety so i see where i went a little bit wrong choosing ready or not it's a pretty intense movie it's an intense movie uh she called me a psychopath in the middle of it for laughing um that's a funny movie yeah but it was yeah i know i know (laughs) not a normal part to laugh at um you you have um you have a tendency to laugh during things that shouldn't be laughed at in (laughs) horror movies only in horror movies though i notice (laughs) In most other movies, you're typically pretty respondent to how the filmmakers want you to feel, but in horror movies, you're just like, <laughs> death and pain. 
<laughs> that makes me sound so like psychotic. <laughs> I don't mean that to, to sound that way. I mean, I just find it funny. I mean, Apparently, just, I do too. I know. I <laughs> but either way, you love this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I at, now me, have it a five out of five. At first, I had a four and a half, which I don't know why. I, yeah, uh, you were talking to me about this, and I realized I had it a four, too. And I was like, what? I don't know why and, I and did I that. I put it at a five. It's... <laughs> It's one of the most enjoyable, like, things to come out recently, period. So good. Yeah. The main character, that actress, Samara Weaving, put her in everything. She is so good. That, that performance was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. There's also one supporting character that I loved, a family member that really doesn't give a shit. <laughs> His name is Alan Brody played him. Yes. <laughs> and yes. he is so I ad- funny. I admired him so much more the second time I watched it. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, ah. <laughs> like, you just watch his character and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. So I totally get you. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh. like... For some reason, like, his, like, weariness towards, like, this thing that he has to do feels so much more genuine than, like, almost any other performance that tries to give across that emotion to me. It's like, I, like, everyone's felt that way. Like, I have to do this shit. I'm Mm -hmm. here. I'll do my bare minimum and then I'll leave. Yeah. Everyone's felt that at work or at home doing chores or whatever. Or, like, at school doing an assignment or something like that. Like, everyone's felt that way, and he just captures that, man. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. There, there is not a single sequence in this I don't love. And the ending, to me, is, like, one of the greatest horror endings of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I totally get why that might not work for people, because it's, it's pretty, like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, but another reason I really like the ending is because when I was watching it with my sister, she was like, oh this is gonna happen oh no this is gonna happen like she had so many theories on what was gonna happen and mm-hmm. it's never what happens and yeah. i love that so much that it it, it it puts you for a ride <laughs> yeah it's oh it's so good and i'm so upset she didn't like it but she yeah i mean like it almost like i mean i remember directly thinking that it reminded me of we went else in like in terms of like storytelling yeah and stuff like that it just has that feeling of like we know what you want yeah. Or give you everything you want and more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, it, yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Everyone, if you haven't seen Ready or Not, go and fucking see Ready or Not. Yes. It's it's in, it's an underrated gem. And just get on it, people. Support this art. Buy it on physical media. It's, like, it, it's worth watching a lot, too. It's, it's a movie that also is not immediately, like, you can't think. It's not immediately apparent that, like, this yes. is a movie that would be great to rewatch, but it is. It really is. Yeah. It works more and more, actually, the more you see it. And, the, and I just want to mention the set design in this movie, that house. Oh, it's... <sighs> like, it feels like a real house, but also super creepy. Yes. And, like, really dynamic and mm-hmm. interesting. And the whole, like, estate that gets explored, like, sort of, is yeah. really... Like really cool, and it feels like a real place. It really does. <laughs> it's, uh... I love, I love that one character <laughs> who's trying to figure out if the crossbow works, <laughs> and then what eventually happens with that. <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. <laughs> There's so many moments in this movie oh that are so gosh. good. The scene when she's hiding behind the counter—that is intense as hell. 
and um what's his name what's his name the husband uh oh yeah the the, one that the, the father character right no, 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 no. Oh, uh, no, the, the husband. One, oh, the, the husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. The, the, to her. Yeah. yeah. Watching that. You get a lot more details the second time you watch it, yeah. Oh, it's... Oh. I, it's almost like Get Out. There's a specific performance. Have you seen Get Out? Not yet. Oh, there's a specific performance to. in Get Out that um, I'm not going to ruin for you. It might not be the performance you think. That um, you watch it, and then you watch it again, and you see that performance, and you're like, holy Jesus. Everything she does, everything she says has, like, five meanings. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Ooh. Yeah, so so good. Yeah, ready or not, it's great. I everyone. recommend that to literally everyone. If you can't tell how much we love it, <laughs> <laughs> I great. love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay, I have a a good old classic for us. Such a classic. Nineteen thirty one. I watched the original Frankenstein film. Ooh. In which, of course, everyone is familiar with. It's alive! It's alive! You know, and everyone's seen the design, you know, the, the bolts yes, and neck, and the, neck. the square head and all mm-hmm. that. I watched that film. Good. And um, it was good. <laughs> um, it does have some good scenes. I feel like all, the, the the reputation I seem to get is that a lot of people said that especially this one holds up more than a lot of horror films from that era. And I'd say that's true to in a, in, a, in a way, but I feel like it was maybe oversold to me a little bit because, like, it didn't scare me, really, at all. <laughs> like, I it, it was well done, and I, it yeah. was suspenseful, and it, it was more suspenseful than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I just... I. I and I'm not even saying this was, like, a fault, really, of the time. I just mean, like, it just didn't really reach that level for me as a film. There are yeah. plenty of films that are really old that I that I could work perfectly for me just as they did probably during the era. There's something about this to me that I, I admired it. I think the the handling of the monster itself was great. The performances were really good, mm-hmm. oddly good, because you think in a movie like this, obviously, it's really, like, cheesy, you know? And yeah. Because you think, especially going into this, you think Dr. Frankenstein, his, like, entire shtick is just going to be, it's alive! Yeah. He's actually really good in this movie. Really? Yeah, he has, like, a lot of different things he has to do as an actor, and he's really, he was my favorite part of it, oh. Dr. Frankenstein himself, and Boris Karloff as the monster. He was great. <laughs> of course, all he really does is stumble around and grunt. <laughs> But he did it well. There was one really good scene with her little girl that I really mm-hmm. liked a lot. Um, and it is in terms of adaptation, I've heard a lot of people say it's a horrible adaptation. And in terms of it being unfaithful, sure. I'd also say that story is incredibly overrated, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I and I know that story very well. Yeah. And that original story. And I, I get why people love it. But <laughs> 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 I feel like there are some things about it that, that I'm actually quite quite happy that, that weren't in there yeah. you could argue that there's less depth especially in the whole monster side of it mm-hmm. and sure but especially in like the tone they were going for here i don't think it was needed and it, it it's basically a different story anyway so yeah. i mean just it's 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 a good movie and i it in terms of like what our classic catch we're probably going to do i i, I want to talk to luke about maybe putting that one on there because i think of course that one's like iconic as fuck yeah <laughs> so we need to we should probably talk about all those universal old monster movies like probably I to suck your blood and all the, the dracula and yeah all that. but yeah so blah, blah, blah. but yeah I, I i enjoyed it and i'll probably watch it again at one point it was definitely worth a watch and i'd recommend everyone see it but i mean it, it didn't blow me away at all mm. but yeah throw me one the pursuit of happiness pursuit of, ooh. 
Yes, okay, I've seen this movie. What'd you think of it? I thought it was okay. <laughs> no, I'd actually, I can, like, now that I'm actually kind of thinking about it, this movie is a little bit similar to the Florida Project in a few ways. Yep. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this movie, but I'm, I'm closer to the to that level. Yeah. I think it, Will Smith is great in it. Will Smith is great. Period. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> he's not always in great things, but he's great. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, and um, he, he's great in this. It's one of his best performances. Uh, it's before Jaden went insane. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really admire a story like this, though. Just like, you know, just a lot of people deal with this. Just, yeah. just really struggling trying to... Like, sell vacuum cleaners to people, you know? <laughs> it's like, we're living off of every single dime yeah. that we have. And just the struggles of that, it it it's really heartbreaking and really true yeah. to life. Um, I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> Same. I'm, 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 maybe. If I wanted to, like, show it to someone, but that's, like, low on the list of anything I want to show anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, just... It is a mediocre film. It's a film that you can watch once and be like, okay, yeah. I did that. I mean, I wouldn't call it mediocre. I call it good. I, I really enjoyed it for what it was at the time. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. I think it's a you fine... Have, you, you have less to say about this than you did Chimber Lake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they were both just meh yeah. to me. There, there are a few parts of that that I would... That I, I personally took issue with. It was a little bit monotonous at points. Yeah. And uh, there that it I, I think it was purposely repetitive in a few ways, which I think that only can add to your film up to a certain extent. But when you yeah, literally repeat, when you, we yeah. almost repeat whole acts of your film. That that was when I was like, okay, I, I like the third act a lot, and I think the the eventual payoff is fantastic, yeah. especially that shot in the crowd of him like just that was. Yeah. Like that clip was almost like like <laughs> I could have seen that being played at the Oscars. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the film as a whole, I think, left some to be desired. But I enjoyed it as a whole. I thought it was fun. <laughs> so so un- unbelievably passionate. Okay, should I should I go with a positive or a negative here? I want to hear the negative. You want to hear the negative? I want to hear it. <laughs> You know, you know what's about to happen here. Yes. I watched 365 Days, the Netflix film. I, okay. I'm going to put film in quotes here. I I talked to her about it, and I was like, should I watch it? Because, like, it's been a thing where it keeps popping up on my phone, and everybody's watching it, you know, but I don't want to just watch it to, you know, hop on the bandwagon. But I see it, and I'm like, hmm, maybe. And then I'm like, man, no. And then I'm like, hmm, yeah, maybe. Getting, this movie's getting a lot of buzz, and just... Before I say what I'm about to say, I want to say doesthedogdie.com for this. Yes. Do not support this. Mm-mm. Because, look, I am not one to often use, like, my own moral compass to inflict on the artistic point of view. But when you get to the point where you are blatantly advocating rape... Yeah. Which this film does. Mm-hmm. It does. No matter how many people try to argue otherwise. I've not even seen it, and I know that. The opening sexual act of this film, of the male romantic lead, 
is of him orally raping a girl in a plane. And he wow. is he is a mafia boss and she is scared of him and he grabs her by the hair and forces himself on her. And it and it has this really like sleek pop song in the background. It's intercutting between that and the other main character um, pleasuring herself in her bed after a scene previous to that where her boyfriend wouldn't come to bed with her because he had work to do. So it was implying through their intercutting that they were meant for each other and that they are what each other needed. Mm, and it sounds disgusting. That is not even the most icky thing about this movie. The most, I'm just going to blatantly spoil this. Do not support this film. Do not go and support this film. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a bad person. If you watch it, absolutely form your own opinion. Yeah. But, I'm not, but like, if you take my opinion in some re- in like some regard at all if just listen to what i have to say here and decide if you want to form your opinion or whatever just use your own discretion is what i'm saying yeah but um it works what he what he does and the premise is that he captures this girl that he saw one day a long time ago and he captures her finally after a long time he says you have 365 days to fall in love with me oh <gasps> You can't leave. You can't do anything. You have 365 days to fall in love with me. And if not, I'll let you leave. Even though it's pretty implied that they'll probably just kill her. Yeah. <laughs> He's a mafia boss and you see him kill people in this movie. And also, if you want... Purely just on a writing standpoint, if you want to make a, a sex movie, a, a movie that is a, that is created to, to titillate, you know, yeah. to arouse, A, just make a porn. B, B, why are you making it about a crime family? Yeah. It's like... And why is this on Netflix? I don't know. The first line of my review was, I don't know how this got approved. I I saw that on your review. And honestly, from what I've heard, like, I've not watched it, but from what I've heard, it should not... It should not have been approved to be put on Netflix. There are scenes in this movie, I'm like, how did this happen? Because... She blatantly resists him. They they don't even try to hide. She blatantly resists him. Says no. Like get the fuck off me. Like it's like it's awful. And he doesn't like force himself on her quite yet. He's always he does this thing where I think movie tries to make him have some kind of like honor code where he's like, I won't do anything unless you say I can. But then like literally like a scene later maybe he like like in the shower or whatever he, he like forces himself upon her and like grabs her by the throat and says don't tempt me as someone who's been learned who's someone who's learned to take everything by force my whole life or like whatever it's like that kind of thing it's so Ugh. icky it's that is disgusting so awful and the thing is is that she actually falls in love with him she oh my genuinely God. falls in love with him in the story and and at one point, she goes back to her sister, and her sister's like, she's like, no, you're in a, you're, what do you mean? You've been kidnapped and everything yeah. like that. But then, movie just kind of writes it off as in, oh, she just doesn't understand. No. No. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no. and then literally, you want to know what? They, 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 they get engaged. They're about to get married. Oh, my God. And then because she's caused so much ruckus in all the crime family, they try to turn it into a tragic romance, and she gets fucking murked at the end. What the f- Yeah. And it's supposed to be this thing, and literally it cuts from after it shows the car entering a tunnel, 
and then it shows it not exiting the tunnel. And given how it was cutting before, it was implied that she died there. And and then you literally see the the main guy get on his knees and scream up to the sky in agony. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but like, it's implied that it was out of pure love. Like, mm, that's. I shouldn't be the one to tell you this, dear listener, but kidnapping, rape, and all of those things are not love. And even if you are in love, if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. Yeah, exactly. You, you have the option of saying no, and they have the option and of this movie tries to make you respecting think that's not true. that. Yeah. There's there's a whole scene where he literally ties her up bondage style on a bed, like gets all up on top of her, starts starts raping her, but he kind kind of claims he doesn't. He he's like full out like he's he's doing some stuff. Yeah. And then he stops and he says, and she's clearly resisting this whole time, clearly blatantly resisting this yeah. entire time. And he says, okay, you don't want it. This is what you'll miss. He leaves her there. He says, you know, I could have access to every part of your body right now. And he says it in such, like, a dominating way, like, it's supposed to be hot. That's disgusting. And then he, he just, like, orders another girl in here, and she just sucks him off for a little bit. And it's just, like, really, like, like, you can tell, like, this scene's meant to be, like, ooh, is it steamy in here? And then he just, like, looks at her, and he's just like, yeah, I showed you. Like, this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with here. I, I, I wrote my review, this makes Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight look like fucking kids' films. Like, That's in- the, the problems of, that those ones had, and those movies have problems. <laughs> yeah this movie is like just i don't get how it was a thing like and it's it oh it it hurt me it i was who like, wrote this i don't know it's a polish film why it's why a, i don't i don't know it's an adaptation of a book <laughs> apparently a beloved book <laughs> it from the country that it's from so i i have no desire to read it but yeah i was wow. constantly just like holy crap and there's like this giant sex montage on a boat at one point it's supposed to be like super hot or whatever they they have sex so much in this movie so much and i'm like which just watch porn people (laughs) if you are that horny then okay first of all if you're horny don't watch rape (laughs) (laughs) because first you should not be aroused by that you should be fucking disgusted well at one point you know like clearly she's been psychologically abused and manipulated into this but movie's trying to make you think that this is totally natural and that within the situation she's giving consent at this point like i mean if you and to a point if you've been psychologically abused like that there's no way you can give give consent after that like even right. if you're saying yes it's still you're not willfully doing right. it blatant manipulation yeah and yeah <laughs> we shouldn't have to be saying these things no. but, but but this is the, what we're dealing with here but i mean if you think we're being if you think i'm being hyperbolic here then like really like if you like i i recommend you form your own opinion yeah but if, if you do think that i'm telling the truth please don't support this like this is not the kind of thing that we need to be saying is like what we want to watch yeah i I almost felt ashamed that i that i gave netflix the the watch honestly with the concept of you have 365 days to fall in love with me they could have done something with that they honestly could have I mean, if it's like like a reality show thing where like there's two people put in a situation and like let's see if they fall in love in a year or whatever yeah but 
Which is which is the I guess the main like actual only plot like conceit of this film. Yeah. Like I mean like you can do like that idea in a much less malicious way. Yes. But I think I, I really think it's the Christian Grey effect. I think people want that that dominating older man that he knows what he wants and he's like so hot. And I, even at one point she describes him as if he's sculpted by the very hands of God and his dick is sculpted by the devil, I believe is what oh she my says. God. Something like that. Radical. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, it switches between languages a lot. But, I mean, I guess that makes sense story-wise, but it just it's kind of jarring at points, especially given, like, it's... They're never consistent with what character speaks what languages. There are some flaws of this movie that are just, like, stupid flaws like that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's not really the flaws I really care the most about, <laughs> obviously. But, you know. but yeah, I. If we're gonna take this film down. We're, we're taking it down, boys. Right. I, I, I don't. I, I just don't understand. Like it, it. it if I, I could not, in good conscience, have been on set of this film, knowing what it was. And especially the, the main actress herself, man. I feel bad for her. Clearly, she was trying. I don't yeah. know. I don't know her. I don't know her life. I don't. Maybe she needed money. I don't know. <laughs> there are plenty of reasons to do a job. Is all yeah. I'm saying. And I'm not saying that you should attack these filmmakers or no, anyone no, no, no. involved with it at all. But I'm just saying this product that we have here is, um, to me and how I interpret it, incredibly toxic and mm-hmm. unhealthy yeah. and just not what people need at all right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, please, if you are in an abusive relationship, if you have been, if, like, if you consciously know that you've been manipulated in any way, please seek help. Yes. Find someone to talk to, at least. But be safe. Like, this is not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, like, I mean, often I understand in situations like that that there might be no one to go to. And especially in in a film like this, in this situation, it's purposefully isolative. Yes. So, like, just please be safe. Be careful. Like another there are a lot thing of is, dangerous people it is there. very isolating, and then you can draw yourself to the person who's doing it, mm-hmm. and you push everyone else away. Oh do, my God! Don't he, don't do that. Do your more, best he, not to he do has that. More back than Christian Grey. She's like in bed, and you can see him standing there shirtless, just watching her. Oh, um. and then he like walks around. You can see him thinking, and then he just like gets into the bed, trying to like make her think for a second that she slept with him the previous night. Like, it's, it's like that. Like, it's awful. <laughs> like, it... <laughs> that makes me feel, like, legitimately gross. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so bad. Like, if, if you think we're exaggerating, form your own opinion. But I really, I swear... Yeah. <laughs> this is what's in the film. And, like... And so many people... I wouldn't say people are, like, promoting it right now. But it's... In it's so ca- many... It's getting... The, hi- the hype is a bit too yeah, much. Yeah, it's too much for a film like this. But I, if the hype was, this is awful, never watch it, then cool. But the hype, as far as I've seen, has been, oh my god, there's this new sex movie on Netflix. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all That's all it is. And people are like, oh, okay, let me go check it out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. This, n- n- no. <laughs> I Which, cannot believe that this is, like, this is okay it obviously this is fiction which, it's not real but like like come on people like which well it 
it does happen. Yeah, which I, I just mean the specific. Film no, itself, I know, though. but it does happen, and it's just it's kind of sh- shining a light onto it, which sucks. But not the kind of light it needs. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Like it, it's so. Oh God, it, it it made me feel so awful watching it. I I I hated the experience. I hated is, everything about it. Is that one of the top ten, or was, or is it still? Uh, I know it was at one point. I remember seeing it at one point. I'm pretty sure it was. But it was um, definitely at the top ten at when it first start started getting buzz. It, it was number one for a bit. Yeah, which is also awful. Uh. Hmm. Oh, the film is so popular. Its star says a sequel is happening. Oh. 365 Days is breaking Netflix records like no other movie in 2020. That is actually insane. Even harder to believe, 365 Days might very well be the biggest movie to hit the streaming service in 2020, and this is only a week after it debuted. This article was published. Holy shit. Uh, this person has some kind of like inside information with the numbers, and it says, the number showing 365 Days is on pace to rise above all other movies that have streamed on Netflix in 2020. Oh my god. The... <laughs> And the only movies that it's not beating right now in terms of popularity right now, according to this article, is 312, 312 points went to Despicable Me, the Angry Birds <laughs> Movie 2, Spencer Confidential, and then 365 Days. Wow. Yeah. If you want to watch a good Netflix movie, go watch Extraction. It's a pretty good action movie. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth in it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. Yeah. Doesn'tDie.com for that one, but <laughs> it has a few um, adult themes in it. But it's handled well. Not in terms of, like, saying something, like, crazy about it, but it's honest and doesn't try to yeah. portray it in a way that's gross and awful. But seriously, I I, I cannot believe that this exists. Yeah, Al- that's... Like, pa- like, almost part of me has to accept that they're aware of it and that they just failed miserably at some kind of, like, commentary on masculine, like, <laughs> yeah, something I don't or know. other. I don't know. It's like that... This is the only way that I can say that that makes any sense to me. Yeah. And can I just say something like, okay, look, look, <laughs> look, <laughs> we all have our own preferences in terms of attractiveness, but they talk about this guy in this movie like he is the absolute gift of God. Which he's not. He, look, he's not, he's not like unattractive, but he's like. He's not, but he's not like the, the most yeah. amazingly sculpted man and he, the man, the man, the man's got a chest, especially when you see it in the film. Like the man, he's quite, he's quite like fit and ripped and all that. But like, guys, like, and also, can we please stop talking about how hot rapists are? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we would love that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and it, it, and it doesn't, it, it, it legitimately ends on like, like a Titanic-esque sad ending, like trying to make you feel bad like it, it tries to go full tearjerker on you about this romance that you loved is ending like it it it, it it's gross <laughs> there's even a scene about her picking out wedding dresses oh my god and like they're like crying because of how beautiful like she is and everything and like they're so like happy for them and everything that's disgusting oh jesus <laughs> that is uh, i'm done Let's talk about something else <laughs> My next one is my last one. I only have one more too, so cool. Okay, so I watched The Help. The Help. I've heard a lot about this movie, but I've never seen it. My sister showed it to me. Um, it was good. I really liked it. 
Um, I know it has like a big cast. Like there's a bunch of people that people know in it. There's yeah. like Octavia Spencer, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard. There's so Emma many Emma Stone's in it. in it. Emma Stone, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Viola Davis is in it. I also yes, believe. yes, yeah. yes, yes. She, yeah, but what well, she did really good in this. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Viola Davis is always great. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Um, you seen? You haven't seen Fences yet? I let you borrow the Blu-ray. It's literally at my house. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, and uh, also there's another movie that I'm not sure if you've heard of that she's also in called Widows that I would recommend greatly. Oh really? Yes, she is fantastic in that movie. <laughs> she's so good. Fences is probably her most showy performance, but she's as great in Widows in my opinion. But really? Yeah, I haven't seen The Help though. So The Help was good. Um. You know. now, I have no idea what this movie is about. I've purposefully not known what this is about because I've been, I've heard a lot of people say this is great. Heard a lot of people say it's overrated. I've it, heard, I would say it's overrated, but it's good. I've seen a lot of people say this is one of like the greatest films of the last decade. I like the message it's sharing, but also there there's a lot of racist comments that always bug me, and I'm like, ah. What was it like? Not well placed. What like what like? No, what I mean like it's purposeful. Like oh, okay. It is very or much it, purposeful. It just, it just made you and, uncomfortable. Yeah, I just hate it. I hate yeah. it. But it it went along with the storyline, and it they put it like it was just. What is this set? So I, I I I'm vaguely aware it's like a period piece, but like, is it like the 30s or like or is it like it is, 1870s? Like I have no idea. Like <laughs> I don't know the exact time period, but it's set in Jackson, Alabama. When is the help set? 2009? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the 1960s, okay. 1960s, yes. Okay, in... Okay, um, so it's like, does it is it like commenting on civil rights at all? Is that what it's trying to do? Yep. Okay. So it's set in the 60s in the South. So mm-hmm. obviously you know where that's yeah. heading most of the time. Yeah. Um, with a film like with this yes. like type of dramatic pull, yeah. You know. It was good, and I re- I recommend people watch it. Yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of buzz about it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to eventually. It's good. I liked it. My sister really likes it. That's why she <laughs> had me watch it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good film. Oh, N- nothing else. I don't want to say any more because I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, or okay. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I have another classic. <laughs> I just yes. double hair flipped for everyone. <laughs> yes, it was great. Um, uh, I watched the classic Western Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh-huh. Now, are you aware of this movie? Have you heard of this movie, Alexis? No. No, okay. So, Westerns, um, in their time, were as much like in the cultural zeitgeist like superhero movies are now. Like, they were the shit. They were everywhere. There were westerns being made all the time. But this was near the tail end. This is about the time that that this is 1969. So the 70s almost started. And we started to almost get into more like just nihilistic films, like the more grindhouse stuff, the more like, you know, the world is bleak and like awful and it doesn't care about you and stuff like that. And westerns have always reflected that in some way, but it became more like contemporary in the 70s. So this was almost. So this being a 1969 film, it felt, in a lot of ways, even like thematically, a swan song for the for the genre, because it stars one of the most famous duos in all of history, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. And 
And like, there's a reason that they're constantly talked about because they are great in this film. They they are absolutely magnetic, and not the type of type of like buddies that you typically see in a movie. Like one of them is actually pretty dead silent for a good portion of it. And and like you know, there's a reason that what Quentin Tarantino was talking about once upon a time when he was talking about once upon a time in Hollywood, he mentioned that Brad Pitt and Leo are going to be the best duo on screen since Newman and Redford. Mm-hmm. It's like like these two together are absolute dynamite. Wow! And it is a lot of good stuff here. It it feels it feels almost like the genre did at the time. It feels like the filmmakers just had. Even if it was unintentional, this like weight of all of it on them, it's like it felt experienced, but yeah. also kind of like loosey goosey in terms of like how it treated structure and normal plot development. Yeah. Because oftentimes you think, oh, okay, they're setting up the goal for the whole film, then that whole thing gets solved in a montage, and then it, then you keep going from there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's very like, oh, oh, whoa, okay, we're, we're oh, we're here now. Oh, where are we going now? But um, I really, really loved it. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here. If you're a film lover, especially if you love westerns to the nth, thousandth, millionth degree, go see this movie. I feel like you watch a lot of westerns. I love westerns. <laughs> I don't watch. I, I wish I seen more. I, yeah. I, I've seen the the classic ones. I actually haven't seen all the Man with No Name trilogy. And it makes me sad. <laughs> the Man with No Name trilogy is most known for the final film, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, mm-hmm. which. Not a single person on this earth is not heard of. <laughs> that is very true. Everyone has heard the soundtrack, the wah, 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 yep. which is pretty much synonymous with the Western genre in general now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not like a story trilogy, really. It's just kind of like a loose set of three films that connect like in feeling and theme. Yeah. But I haven't seen all three of those, but which is... Ugh, it makes me sad to admit. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> but sorry. I love westerns. I've always loved westerns. I've grown up on westerns. I love them. And in terms of, like, I've finally seen this classic one. And yeah. It made me so happy just to see it done so well in such a such an elegant way, but also a way that feels like it's true to everything that the genre stands for. Mm-hmm. It feels like a new frontier. It feels like everything is unexplored. It has that, that great like you know that traditional american like idea that there's that there's so much more to explore and so many opportunities and everything like that yeah but a lot of this film it like the plot is literally that these two bank robbers classic for a western film mm-hmm. the idea is that finally they've gotten a team like of, of lawmen together that, that can mm-hmm. deal with them that can track them down yeah. a lot of this movie is them running <laughs> and 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 to see that dynamic in this is really cool. And yeah, yeah I, I loved it. I loved it with every inch of my heart. And um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was a perfect film, so I gave it a four out of five. But I'd say in terms of enjoyment, it was top notch for me. Wow. It was great. And I, and I would love to show that to you in one day. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, because we're probably going to live together soon. So. Exciting. So you're going to have plenty of time to absolutely go through that mammoth of a collection that you have behind you right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which uh, hopefully you'll like most of them. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Well, there, there's some of them I'm probably going to be like, maybe not for you. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, Understandable. Yeah. That's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's, that's it for both of us, right? Yep. Dang, that was long. That was long. Yeah, uh, we're almost at two hours and ten minutes right now. Dang. Yeah. So... 
Thank you, everyone, so much for listening yes, yes, to this yes. very special episode of just what we've been watching. Obviously, we had enough to do it for this long. Yes. So <laughs> even maybe regardless if everyone was here, it might have been best to just do this. <laughs> yep. But um, maybe every now and then we might do this. But yeah, um, we have an Optimus Movies Twitter. We have an Optimus Movies Instagram. Mm-hmm. I run both of those. I'm not terribly frequent, but if you just would like to support, obviously we're there. And if, if you want to... Um, DM me on Instagram, tell me just something about the episode, or you want to tweet me or something about that. Tell me, tell us what you'd like us to cover next, your opinion on what we have covered, yep. what you've been watching recently. Just tell me everything, what classics maybe you'd like Alexis to see. Um, but yeah, um, we all have Letterbox if you'd like to see what we're watching while we're watching. It's basically a big spoiler for the segment we just had. Yep. <laughs> um, except it's not really as in-depth. But um, yeah, we, all, all those links will be in the description. And, um, yeah, thank you all so much. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you had a great day. We will see you next time. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Here we go. Oh, shoot. I don't know how to count. <laughs> There's a few things to like Alton there. Alton John, you mean Michael Jackson? No. <laughs> That's an inside joke no one will get. But hey, <laughs> let's just leave it there. <laughs> I just saw this review, uh-huh. and she gave it a four and a half. Yeah. And it said, what the fuck? This movie is literally Stranger Things on crack. <laughs> Speaking of Stranger Things... Luke, cut this out if you want, uh, or put the now takes. I've actually um, watched a lot of that recently. Which is good. Yeah. It's I, so good. I've never been a giant fan of Stranger Things, but I but I do enjoy it a lot. And I think I think of the overall reputation I've seen, people think that season two is the worst one. With Stranger Things, ignorance is bliss, is what I've found. Because you say um, it rips off a lot of other things. Uh, it doesn't rip off for me. What what uh, it, it does occasionally. <laughs> like I think the ending of season one is a little bit too aliens for me. <laughs> but um, uh, I think often I look at it and I see the inspiration so much uh-huh. that I that all I can see is that I get it. I know it's an homage. I know they're not trying to do it, but there is a line that I think for me occasionally mm-hmm. gets crossed a bit too yeah. much. I, I, it's working more, and the vibe of it, I'm getting a lot easier to go with it. You, yeah. And with season three, with season three, I'll just say there is a specific part of it that is reminding me of one of my absolute favorite horror films of all time. And like you know, and the, and this occasionally I'm like, wow, that's that other thing. Wow, that musical beat is exactly from A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> wow, this thing is from the like, and I get that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I could do it any better, really. Because that line is just hard to cross. It works differently for everybody. Yeah. They're probably creating the exact arc that would work the best for them. And the Duffer, Duffer Brothers are undoubtedly incredibly talented. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying... I think season two is great, though. Like I wanted to say, yeah. like, people, I, the reputation that I seem to understand around it is that season two is the worst season. Yeah. But... I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yes, because all three seasons are great. They're all so good. As of now, the third season is actually my least favorite. Even though really, I, even though I, I will say during the first like halves of all of those seasons, I was down on them. But then the the ending kind of typically brings it all together for me. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment on season yeah. three right now. But season three came out last summer, and so 
I watched it with my boyfriend at the time, and we both agreed that the third season uh, was our favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I... I'm excited for the end because because it's also it's also um, someone else I know's favorite season as well. It's a, it's a few people I know's favorite season. So yeah, I mean it's really good. Yeah, it's it, it. I'm I'm pretty excited to finish it, and I, I just have four episodes left, so <laughs> I'll get to it. And um, yeah, just Stranger Things done. <laughs> but um, to the film I was actually going to mention. <laughs> 